0: Total tangent here, but um, so my cat loves to um, to, to pee freely, and um, <laughs> I life. have recently been <laughs> investing in products to deal with this issue, and one of them is, like, a carpet foam that you just put down on your carpet and you leave it, and it's, like, gets rid of pet odors, and the picture is, like, basically, like, a beige mood board picture on the <laughs> label of, like, clean, crisp, like nothing's ever happened to it mm-hmm. and I find it so funny because I'm just like I know that's what they want you to be like oh yeah my house can be like that Yeah. Um, but I'm just imagining a person with like this house that just looks absolutely immaculate just like completely clean floors everything dusted and you walk and it just reeks of cat pee you're like how? <laughs> how? how did this happen? yeah how did this happen? that's the thing about beige mood
1: boards is if you ever see a pet in a beige mood board, it has been photoshopped in. The beige lifestyle is impossible if you have other mammals in your house. Maybe if you're a bird person. No. No, because no. They, love the f- they throw seeds everywhere. Never mind. Maybe if you're a reptile person. But as a reptile person, I can tell you, you still like get clutter. Like The beige lifestyle is Im- impossible.
0: <laughs> if you the beige pets. lifestyle is a lie. Being... Fed to us by Big Beige, by Big in beige. order to sell more beige. <laughs> Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, this, this is Pinterest' fault. Ooh. Hi, welcome to Two Lacquered Ladies, the podcast about nail polish and nail art by the ladies who stream it. I'm Stephanie, A.K.A. Fanatic here on every social media platform that matters. I'm an unprofessional nail artist, and I like to make fan art on my nails. Howdy. My name is Danny
1: and you can find me as Danny Shout online. I'm a science educator by day and a nail art hobbyist by night. On stream, I like to create scenes with themes on my nails.
0: All right. Welcome back everybody. Hello. We took a little break. Yeah, we took a little break. We were we were getting a little bit burned out both of us and we took a little break and oh boy, was that the right thing to do. Yes. <laughs> Holidays are hard. (laughs) Yes, they are. And I haven't been entirely well. And so it's been really hard to uh, do the stuff I need to do to make myself feel better and then keep up with content creation. So I just said, you know what? We're not going to do that this time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're just going to not keep up with content creation. But we are back and we are fresh, refreshed, showered. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. moisturized Uh, (laughs) moisturized in our lane (laughs) thriving
1: (laughs) i actually am still at this point taking a break from my normal stream schedule i hope to stream maybe next sunday if i get a chance but i am trying to keep up with with nails on instagram and of course the podcast and everything else and of course i am keeping up with purchasing nail polish that that never takes a break
0: no no uh (laughs) purchases never sleep and yeah We have made several purchases because, as you know, and we know, it has been Black Friday Mm -hmm. and it has been PPU and the Polish Beauty Expo tickets just went on sale. So our wallets are crying. Yep. They are empty. (laughs) They're empty. They're playing the world's tiniest (laughs) violin. Uh, Danny, you had a very eventful Black Friday.
1: Yes, there was so many sales going on; it was overwhelming. But I went ahead and tried to pick and choose somewhat carefully things I really, really wanted. Um, I got the Hollow Taco Magnetic Collection, of course. Had to, of course. Um, they're actually doing this twelve days of Hollow sales thing going on for Christmas and I'm keeping a very close eye on it every day to see what they've got. So far, I have missed the restock of the travel bag again, (laughs) (laughs) but someday I'll get it. (laughs) And they are supposed to be launching their their polish stand and it's supposed to hold like 40 something polishes or something like a desk stand. I'm very excited about that because Mediocre Mannies and Polish with Ray and all these nail youtubers they like to do these like monthly stands where they pick out the polishes they want to wear for the month and it kind of fits with a theme or whatever and i'm like i want to do that yeah i want to do that using a hollow
0: taco stand (laughs) of course that sounds super cool because you know i've been on a non-hollow taco kick yeah uh Ever since it took them uh, 20 days to send me my order from the birthday collab, not collab, but the birthday release. uh, And then I didn't like the polish when it got here. Yeah. Um, I've been kind of like, (laughs) I'm just like kind of over Holo Taco. But then you're like Holo Taco nail stand. And I'm like, okay, like I'm not like against Holo Taco. (laughs) Uh, And their their stuff do be cute. (laughs) <laughs> um, and so <laughs> yeah, that does really. sound very nice so i might i might just have to get in on that that sounds very cute <laughs> yeah depending on like the size and the look and the price i gotta
1: see because i am out of space I am officially out of space (laughs) for my nail polish, so uh, my desk is getting increasingly cluttered and I'm getting increasingly anxious about it. And I thought about buying some more of the racks that I have on my wall and just putting it on the wall behind me, but the price increased. They're like 50 bucks a piece now. She's crazy. Yeah, I did not remember paying that much, so... Now I'm looking into getting my first helmers. Baby, I was first wondering. <laughs> I was like, are we
0: not going to helmer territory? I don't like keeping polish
1: in drawers because oh. I'm a very much like out of sight, out of mind person. So I have all my cirques in some drawers and I just honestly forget they exist, which makes me sad. So I might I'm gonna look into the Helmers. I'm gonna look into some other options, but hopefully th- this hollow taco stand is something that could fit on like a good sturdy bookshelf because yeah. that's my dream is to have a Bell style library, but it's Polish, <laughs> the <laughs> ladders so and all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you can just like get a bunch of. I mean, you might not. Want to necessarily spend the money on all of them being hollow taco, but no, but the hollow tacos should go on a hollow taco stand, I think. Agreed, if Agreed. of course, <laughs> of course. I am running out of space in my, I have a combo sir hollow taco drawer. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, so I have, um, I don't have classically what people used to refer to as the quote Melmer. Which is oh, the yeah. <laughs> Michael's Helmer. And if you don't know what a Helmer is, it is um, a storage unit of drawers from Ikea that is so synonymous with polished storage mm-hmm. that people will tell you how much they have in Helmers. Yes. <laughs> how much, like I have three Helmers worth. And when you when you start to know people who are even more extra than Danny and I, so this is going to be Danny and I in like 10 years, yep. they'll be like, I have Three Helmers full of this one brand. And yep. it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, that's like a college education. It's not. But like it's so <laughs> much polish. Yeah. No, it's so amazing. Much polish.
1: And I think the reason why the Helmers in specifically are very popular with nail nail polish collectors is because the drawers are all the same size. Mm-hmm. You know how a lot of the office drawers they'll have like a big one on the bottom and then they'll get smaller yes. at the top. Um Helmers are all the same size and they're they're deep enough to hold even some of the tallest bottles, like the Orlees. Orlees are pretty tall bottles. Yeah, um, but I checked the measurements and yeah, they do fit. They fit perfectly in a Helmer. So yeah, there's this whole culture around Helmers and nail polish collecting, and I I want to say at least fifty polishes fit in a single drawer. Yeah. Or, give or take, and then there's like six drawers on one Helmer. So you can imagine some of these these big time collectors measuring things in Helmers. That's a lot of polish.
0: Yeah, I wanted Helmers, but then I don't know if they're still like this, but when I decided to get Helmers, I mm-hmm. got one at a time because I wanted to make sure they were right for me. And I built two or three of them, and they, they were all so... Uh, defective that mm. I literally couldn't build them. Um, one of them had a bead of weld where something was supposed to sit flat. And I like I literally could not Like I could have sanded it down, but it was painted. And I was like, oh, then that's going to rust and then it's going to be awful. Um, and actually, I was in Kelly Marissa's Patreon. I still am. I'm less active on her Facebook group than I used to be. And at the time, though, I was trying to build these Helmers and she was buying them at the same time. And so we were talking, she and I, a lot about building these helmers. And one of the problems was, is that they're bent metal and there's metal that's bent very precisely by a machine. But it was bent wrong. And she actually got her fiance, Ryan, to like bend it. Like correctly for her But for me I was like This is my first Helmer I'm not gonna like Put all of my You know Money into This thing This is not gonna work out For me long term If they're all gonna be like this I'm not gonna try to make it work Like my money is worth something
1: I remember that vlog Where she discovered That her Helmer Was defective And these things Aren't that cheap They're like No They're like 70 or 80 bucks Or at least on the website That I was looking at So yeah That's why I'm hesitating I want to to actually go physically to ikea and see if they have one in stock like a display one that's already assembled and really inspect it and take a look at it and see because yeah like i said one i don't really like keeping polished drawers but when your collection gets big enough you don't really have a lot of options yeah um but yeah i want to make sure it's a good quality because the michael's doesn't sell their version anymore is that right
0: michael's doesn't sell like the original thing that people called a melmer oh yeah um, however, they do sell, as far as I'm aware, what I have right behind me right now, which is the Michaels modular system. But there is a bunch of issues, so my Michaels modular system is two sets of drawers, which are they're pretty much tall enough for any nail polish that you'd want. Mm -hmm. Um, My Orlees fit in them just fine. And then there's these little squares on top of it to kind of make it a little bit taller. And then like a tabletop. And I used to use it as my nail desk. And then I have like a shelf thing that's not really part of the system put on top of it. But the problem is, is that these are kind of built, the modular system is kind of built for people using like a higher up chair. So Mm. I haven't been able to use it as a place to sit because like I don't like sitting on a bar chair. Um, And it kind of goes from tall to taller because I have like the wheels. There's wheels on the bottom and I have the wheels taken off so it sits like directly on the floor. Gotcha. Um, And then the big thing, though, the big, big, big thing about it is that the drawers don't come out all the way. Mm. And there doesn't seem to be a way to set it up, even if you like go against what they want. If you do that then like the drawers they need they need the thing that stops them at the back in order to not fall into the other drawers yes like that's (laughs) part of what's holding them up so like that really sucks because Mm -hmm. I there's like literally like three inches of space at the back of the drawer that I can't fit things in, right? Um, I can't put polishes there, so I can say that they hold like hundred and twenty polishes per drawer, which they like do, because uh, Helmers are a little bit narrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't, they, but they don't actually, because <laughs> you can't access the ones in the back Because yeah. they can't access it. So, so yeah, um, it's they're, they're pretty annoying. Like I don't know what a better solution is, uh, except for a Helmer that that works. <laughs> uh, yeah, a good
1: Helmer. Maybe, but someday, someday us as the nail polish community will find the perfect drawers, which I guess the Helmers were for a long time, but uh, who knows?
0: Um, <laughs> Hopefully IQ will just get their act together, you yeah, know? that like, would be good. And maybe they already have. Like, I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody about their Helmers recently. That's true. That's true. So we'll put that out to the audience. Have you bought a Helmers recently?
1: Have How you bought it? a
0: Helmer recently?
1: Or ever. And and what was your experience? What Did it go together flawlessly or was it full of flaws? We want to know. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's a little bit of a tangent there, but it's an important thing to talk about. If you're going to start a nail polish collection, you need to start thinking about storage from the beginning because, mm-hmm. yeah, just letting them sit on your,
0: on your desk, it's not going to end well. Um, or even worse, in a tub and they're all... Rubbing it up. I've seen that. I've seen yeah. people with huge tubs of them. And I'm just like, my poor babies. Don't, Stress. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that
1: to your babes. Yeah. Yeah. They need to, <laughs> You need to care for them. You need to store them properly.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, what else did you get from Black Friday?
1: Yes. Yeah, so Holo Taco, we talked about, um... I also got the nail art mat, which I'm excited to try out and see mm-hmm. how that goes. And I got a refill on some things I needed, like peely base and not milky white. Uh, the next one that I planned ahead for, that I wanted, was the glisten and glow. Because um, mm-hmm. she did a, what was it, 30% discount? It was 35. 35%. Huge Insane. discount. Insane. Insane yeah. for a small indie creator. Like that is so good. Um, plus, I got the coloring book. Very excited about that. Mm. Uh, and if you bought $50 worth, you get a free gift. Yes. And I got a super cool polish. Uh, it's pink with black and hollow glitters in it. And it's, and it's revive your monster. It's so cool. I'm very excited about that. Um, but then, then the surprise sales came along. Or not surprise sales, but sales I wasn't planning on purchasing from. They pulled me in. So Etsy... <laughs> did a 15% off sale. So I had to get more Glimmer by Erica. Absolutely obsessed with those glitter polishes. So I got a snowflake one, a kind of red and green Christmassy one, and a super sparkly like gold silver one for New Year's. So I'm covered for the next like three holiday season eras. And then the last one I bought from, again, really didn't plan on doing it, was Cirque Colors. They pulled me in they charmed me with the free gift you got by spending, I I think it was $80 or more, yeah. which is insane um, that I spent that much, but I, I couldn't help it. It was basically a white version of their speckled topper, Spotted. Oh my God. And it, it looks like little snow and it's so cute. And I had to have it. I had to have it. And I had to have more Cirques. But I didn't buy a single polish from their actual holiday collection. 'Cause I wasn't impressed by those. Absolutely not. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just like, ew. <laughs> like, what did they have? A shimmery red, a a blue jelly that literally looks like oasis jelly from Orly. Yeah. And then um, well, AU, which is gorgeous, but I I'm not doing that this year. I maybe someday, <laughs> maybe I'll buy it as like a milestone polish. Um, but not this year. The the solid gold, not solid gold, but real gold flake. Was it 23 carats?
0: Yeah, it's 23 carats. You bought
1: that one. Tell us what you think of that.
0: Oh, I did buy that one. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's wonderful. Uh, Kelly has said before, and she's right. It just melts right into the nail. Um, and I like it because the flakes are really large mm-hmm. and um, they're sparse, which I, I like... I like a sparse topper generally more than I like a really packed topper. Now, like in specific, I like certain toppers that are really packed. But yeah, it depends on what it is. I tend to go like, it's a topper. I want it to top the polish. I don't want it to be the polish. That's a yeah. full coverage. <laughs> um, and so I, I was really happy about that. I think for me, it was a little like yellow. It was yeah. like, it is yellow. Um, but, but yeah, I, I did get it and, um, I wanted to unbox it because oftentimes, uh, people are really excited to watch me unbox. Unfortunately, like it wasn't that exciting. (laughs) Like people didn't like show up in droves to see me unbox it. But I do plan on sometime this month, Taking that and my Christian Louboutin, which are my two most expensive polishes I own, and making a beautiful, fancy, expensive AF manicure out of those two. (laughs) But I was so annoyed because I bought it, um, and I bought it really fast, mostly because I wanted to do the unboxing. Mm -hmm. And then they did this sale, and I was like... Yep. well I could have just bought it now
1: <laughs> right because that would have been half of the $80 requirement you needed to get the free the free gift came with the the polish the the white topper a tote bag and like uh I think an a file and emery board file, which I'm not excited about the other two things at all. I really just wanted the polish. Yeah. Um, so I went ahead and bought up a bunch from the uh, what's it called? It's like the gemstone collection with Citrine. The facets. Peru. The facets collection. So Thank beautiful. You. It's gorgeous. And I never, I don't, for some reason I don't own anything from that collection. So I went ahead and got a whole bunch of polishes from that collection and I'm very excited about them. They're not here yet. Maybe I can unbox that on stream just as like a short stream when they, when they show up. That'll be fun.
0: Yeah, that would be great. Actually, weeks. Years ago for Christmas, I asked two or three years ago. Jeez, I asked my mom for uh various colors of holo taco. And she got me some holo taco, I think, but some of it must have been sold out. And so she bought me off of Amazon a uh, Cirque Garnet and Cirque Peridot. And I um at the time was kind of like, oh, okay, thanks. But like these aren't the linear hollows that I wanted. I didn't say that. My mom was like, well they're not exactly what you wanted, but I hope you like them. And, you know, now it's like two years later and I'm just like, yes, thank you. Cirque yes. is the best. Cirque, <laughs> Cirque is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know the first time I wore Peridot and I like, went outside, I was just like, whoa, yeah, this is insane. Absolutely gorgeous. So, so yeah, thank you, mom, for getting me Cirque colors, even though you were like, I hope she likes it. I loved it. Um, it was great. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I, I was not, I didn't did not buy I did not shop that sale however I did tell my family like here's a bunch of cert colors that I want for Christmas and uh, make sure that you get it at this time if you know y- You want to get me that because Mm -hmm. I want this topper. (laughs) Um, And I have a suspicion I'll be getting it unless they like didn't do something right to get it in the cart. Yeah. Uh, Which I won't be mad. I will be sad, though, (laughs) if that (laughs) happens. So so I did not shop from that, but I do wish that I did. And I didn't do a, a... crazy amount of black friday shopping. I'm trying really hard to make this a low to no buy month. I mean, there's no way it's going to be a no buy month. We already had polished pickup, but that that's that's a tradition. It's our brand. That's a necessary part. <laughs> yeah, like it's what we do yeah. around here. Um can't wait to talk about that, but Uh, I'll I'll just go over what I got. I also got the Orly in the Spirit collection because I was I was starved. I was (laughs) starved for holiday from Orly. I did not, as everyone knows, I did not like the Futurism collection. Yep. And it's so funny, just the incredible divisiveness of that collection. (laughs) I have seen some people use some of those polishes in ways I appreciate. And I even use them too. But like that was against my will. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was because they were forced upon me and I was trying to make the best of a bad situation. I'm sure I'll appreciate them more, but... I did end up using them in some nail art, so they definitely...
1: They have their place in my collection. Yeah. But I was equally disappointed when I opened the box because I... I wanted Christmas for once. Mm -hmm. Like I, I wanted those bright reds and greens and gold and and just, you know, everything this collection was not.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I got the In The Spirit collection and it is just an incredible collection. I think it's from their breathable line and it is just all shimmers and there's a black. There is a, like a murky mossy, like, grungy pine green there is a very light light like almost cool toned yellow there is a beautiful orange there is an insanely gorgeous red just an incredibly rich beautiful red and then this purple that I'm kind of like like your hair hope you win um it's like and so I did a water marble I unboxed them on Friday and I did a water marble with them and they were a bit difficult to water marble with just because they were they were like almost metallic shimmers Mm -hmm. and uh so you could see every single flaw it was just yeah did they were they really thin in the water they were really thin and they the color payoff was good I haven't posted pictures yet but except for in my uh nail stream show off on discord but yeah like my white base coat wasn't perfectly level underneath and you could see every single bump in that and so I could have done better But, you know, if you weren't looking at that, if you were just kind of like looking at the vibes of it, it was very cool. It was very fun.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it now on your Discord. And yeah, I like those colors together. It's it's like a a moodier Christmas.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I I really liked that. It makes me think of like Christmas in the desert or something like (laughs) uh, they're very, very cool. So highly recommend those. They're the breathable line. I'm going to be getting my sister-in-law some of the breathable line for Christmas because she doesn't like to use top coat and she complains about it sometimes that her <laughs> nail polish doesn't last. And so I am going to be like, OK, try these ones because at least these are made for you to not wear top coat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think that she'll really enjoy those. But yeah, absolutely recommend that collection. So beautiful. And then I also did Glisten and Glow, which I know you're all going to be very surprised about <laughs> that I would buy from Glisten and Glow. But I did. <laughs> um. And yeah, wonderful, wonderful sale. And I got a beautiful polish for the mystery polish called uh, Vintage Ornaments. Mm. And I just think it's so cute. It's like a, kind of a tealy seafoam base, crelly. With just a bunch of like multicolored hex glitters. So that was cute. And everyone I showed it to just thought it was the cutest thing. And I was really excited because I was in her live on Instagram and she was showing it off. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. And she was like, oh, well, yeah, you can get it as a free gift. And it came with mine. So I was really excited about that. I also got two of the vampire polishes from the Dracula's Den collection. One of them is a vamp stamp, Mm -hmm. which is a gray crella with um, red flaky glitters in it and I was really excited because there was a polish called Angry Urchin that came out a while back in PPU Mm -hmm. and I got it but then my friend Reina was obsessed with it and like didn't get it and I was like you know what like I have so much polish and she just does not So I ended up sending it to her. And so I was like, oh, hey, (laughs) (laughs) here's one that's very similar to it that I actually like better for a number of reasons. Um, And the other really cool one that I got was called Vein Slayer, which is also from the Dracula's Den collection, which was a white crelly with red hex glitters in it. And it to me like, okay, it was nice for Halloween, but I think it's perfect for Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, red and
1: white can be, you know, it could be used for lots of different Christmas manis. I believe I also I know I got vamp stamp. I believe I also got vein slayer because I couldn't help myself. It reminds me of this band that was at our high school. Uh, Called Prom Night Fist Fight. And they had white t shirts with like red bloody handprints as their like merch or whatever. And it just brought me back and I was like, I need it.
0: (laughs) I think that you need to do like a Danny's Life deep cut stream where you absolutely make like nail art for uh, Prom Night Fist Fight with that polish. Yes, that would be awesome. Because you were talking to me about that like last night Mm -hmm. or two (laughs) nights ago. And it was, uh, you're you're so excited when you talk about it (laughs) sometimes. It's just a fun memory of, like, oh, was a band in my school. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we also bought from PPU. Yes. And... Uh, PPU was so much fun this time. Oh, man. We were on top of it this time. We were ready. Yeah. I was extremely excited. And I know a lot of people were excited because it was such a good polish. Uh, Phoenix Lacquer or Phoenix Polish. I'm not sure. But Phoenix this time released one called Boy Toy, which is inspired by Ryan Gosling's version of Ken from the upcoming <laughs> Barbie movie. And the polish and then the picture they posted of him first off, yeah. Danny just fanned herself. Yes, agreed. It's getting hot in here, and Ken has taken off all his clothes, and he looks so damn good, so good, uh, so good, so darn good. Um, and yeah, and the colors of the picture they chose, and the colors of the polish. Basically, it's kind of like what we've been expecting from Cadillac recently, which is this kind of like crelly multichrome almost. Yeah. That allows you to see things through. It's not quite like, you know, the metallic pineapples have peelings, too. It looks much better. Um, (laughs) With... Little blue hex glitters in it. Which also we've come to expect from Cadillac. Or, mm-hmm. uh, but all just the vibes. Absolutely immaculate. Vibes immaculate. Um, and I hadn't told Danny <laughs> which one I wanted. But we we're going through and I was like, there's one that I want. There's one that I want. And then when you see it, you're going to know why I want it. Because everybody knows I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Um <laughs> So we got that. But also, there's none that I bought that Danny didn't buy that we were cracking up the whole time. I'm, I'm, I wish
1: I got it. I, I was already beyond my polish limit that I had set for myself, which was four. I ended up getting five polishes, so I couldn't mm-hmm. justify it. But oh,
0: my God. <laughs> I wouldn't have bought it except for I rewatched our VOD and I was just sitting there just dying. Uh, it was bluebird lacquer who I have been a little bit critical of because like they almost always do teal hollows mm-hmm. in polish pickup but this time they were like no we're not going to do that we are going to go with our inspiration and our inspiration is red nail polish red nail polish inspired by red nail polish and they <laughs> nailed it that was red nail polish 100% I've seen it before <laughs> I can tell by the pixels. It is red nail polish. So it's called You Read My Mind, and it's a red with like a slight gold shimmer in it, which is already a vibe I do love. So it's not like. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's not like I'm going crazy buying something I wouldn't buy. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But oh gosh, we're just like, and every time that we had like a moment, like we were just like, sorry, we're just inspired by red nail polish. (laughs) (laughs) No, like that's if I ever
1: do, if I ever have a brand. And I do polish pickup every time. It's going to be inspired by whatever the heck I post. I'm like, this is purple nail polish inspired by the color purple.
0: (laughs) They're like the movie, the play or no. The color. (laughs) The color of which this is. There was another
1: really funny polish that. and, And here's the thing. I don't know. I'm sure Bluebird Lacquer made that joke on purpose. Surely. Surely you don't type inspired by red nail polish and don't mean it. But MJ Lacquer. Definitely made a joke this month and I love it. It's called Wait what's a crelly and it's this beautiful uh yellow crelly with black and multi-chrome flakes in it it looks like some really tasty deviled eggs yes um so it's gonna go with my potato salad polish also by mj lacquer uh and i'm just building up a whole collection i love it thank you mj lacquer for coming to the picnic again yeah we
0: gotta (laughs) we gotta get some of these uh polish creators on the podcast to talk to them about their inspirations and their process because it's just so so funny and fascinating. And, you know, just by going through Polish Pickup, we can really see what uh, we have in common with these mm-hmm. creators. And that we're all just a bunch of little weirdos uh, <laughs> yes. who just love making weird art on our nails. Except for certain ones who I'm like, you know, there's too cool for school. Yeah. But oh my goodness. A special shout out, by the way. I just want to put it out there. Saki Cosmetics. I did not buy this. But they had a polish called Beige Aesthetic
1: mm, based yes.
0: off of beige mood boards. <laughs> and I was so close to buying it. And I was like, am I really going to buy <laughs> a nail polish inspired by beige? beige. Like- beautiful oh my gosh it was so classy it's like probably the classiest polish i'd ever seen
1: i love a good beige mood board like they always have like beige and white and everything looks so clean like nothing has ever had a stain in its life it's amazing it it makes you feel very peaceful yes yeah go go girl give us beige (laughs) yes go girl give us beige (laughs) oh so what else did you get so you got boy toy you got uh what was the name of the... You read sorry, my mind. You read my mind. Inspired by red polish. Um, I got MJ Lacquer and Boy Toy. Uh, I also got Cuticula's Pixie Glass. It's so cute. It's like a purple crelly with tons and tons of iridescent shards in it. I, I'm so excited for January for that one. I think it's going to make some really mm-hmm. good winter nail art. What else did you get?
0: I got the Pinnacle Polish and let me just really quickly look up what it's called. Um it is called Go Up and it is inspired by a rock climbing wall at a gym and I don't rock climb at a gym or otherwise. I have always kind of like when I was a kid like I always wanted to but I never did. But um I just thought that the inspiration was so incredibly perfect mm, yes that I I had to get it. It looks It looks like I looked at it and I was like, yeah, that's exactly what that looks like. And I really, really love B.A.C. Lacan that came out, uh, I think, in like August of this year, which is like a deep, almost navy blue with uh, big hex glitters in it. And that one's just such a gorgeous polish. And this one, you know, is is similar in many ways. There's a good chance that someday I will meet someone who likes nail polish and also likes rock climbing walls and I might be like finally you've arrived I've been waiting for you the prophecy foretold the prophecy has been foretold um and I will give it to them but like I will probably also wear it but like it it is just it was just so perfect I I had to make decisions. I had to make some big, some big decisions, things that I would have bought, but I really want to cut back on how much I'm spending on nail polish, spend money a lot more wisely, especially because like I have a lot of things planned coming up. I have a lot of friends visiting, which you mm-hmm. will be hearing about next month. I'm sure uh, we are going to polish and beauty expo. We just yes. bought our tickets to it. Uh, that's going to be a hotel room. That's going to be either a flight or as husbando wants to do. <laughs> drive there. <laughs> I think we are probably going
1: to end up driving there although we yeah, we've got to make all those plans and ooh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so we got to be a little bit particular about how much we buy. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's yeah, it's going to be a thing, but I'm very happy with the ones I ended up with. I I don't think I would have changed anything. Um, the Cleona Cosmetics Vaporwave. Uh, that was hard to let go. That was hard to let go. That was absolutely hard to let go. Uh, but I don't think I have enough in me to learn how to do the magnets the way that they are in that like, in the pictures that they posted, because they were absolutely insane. The magnetization they did mm-hmm. was absolutely insane. And um, I just recently realized I have a bunch of like special magnets that I got from a D stash that I, it was a huge D stash. I didn't even know what was in half of it. Mm-hmm. But like, I found them so like maybe I'll have a better time and a Cleona I don't think that they're limited edition actually has a whole line of those similar ones yeah they just came out with like a it was
1: described as like an oil slick magnetic yeah it's called slickadelic which is like a very cool word it is really cool and I love it they're all shifty with the magnetic and yeah I had to cut that one too because I literally just bought the taco magnetics and luckily magnetics don't go bad or anything but that's a lot of magnetics all at once so I'm gonna play with my holotaco taco first and then look into Cleonda. Um, let's see. The other one I got was, I did get one red polish. I got Love Stoned from Color Spectrum Polish. Oh, and it's so pretty. So cute. It looks like little ladybugs. It's this uh, red curly with some black glitters in it and it's, you know, I'm a sucker for black glitters. It's so good.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so um, gorgeous.
1: And then the last one I got was from Bees Knees Lacquers because they are uh, shutting down. And we don't know if it's permanent or temporary yet. The Creator is, needs to take a step back. And that's totally understandable. So I did want to get one last BKL just to just to get, you know, just in case she doesn't come back.
0: <laughs> so I actually heard something and oh, yeah? I maybe should have told you sooner, but I don't think I heard about it before we placed our orders. Um, But I found out that well, one thing is that, yeah, she's a little bit sick and needs to take a step back. However, she is going to still continue doing like... PPU and stuff Oh okay uh, So like She's not completely Stepping back It's just that She's gonna stop doing Cause like BKL Does These massive launches mm-hmm. Several times a year And they're all Limited edition Um, But I know Even before I heard That she was taking a break I was like Dang that's a lot Yeah That's a lot. And people love them. They sell out. Uh, Obviously, she's, you know, making, you know, good money on it. But yeah, when you are an independent brand and you don't want to just sell your brand and lose everything that makes it your special brand, if you can't do it, you can't do it. Right. You know, these are people. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, like if, you know, somebody takes a break from their job at Starbucks, Starbucks still runs. Even when the CEO takes a break from Starbucks, Starbucks (laughs) still runs. But when these independent polish break makers have to take a break, that they, they stop running. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, uh, get well soon. I, I'm so happy that you're going to still be putting polish out into these collabs because, uh, uh, I I have one BKL and I think it's very pretty and I'm mm-hmm. hoping to get some more in the future. But uh, yeah, I just really hope everything goes okay and then eventually she can get back to making her full collections because mm-hmm. those were absolutely wild and radical yeah uh i can't even imagine
1: honestly and there is a lot like you said bees knees lacquer there's a lot of mega fans out there who are rooting for her and nice thing about such a small nail polish community is that we all are very understanding um or at least the voices i've heard everyone understands if, if a small creator needs to take a break which is really nice to see i like I like that positivity in the nail art community.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, well, I think it might be time for us to oil our cutes. So we're gonna take a quick break and you will get a message from me. And when we come back, we will be answering a question from one of our viewers. So stay tuned. Hi, everyone. It's Stephanie, and I'm here to ask you to ask us some questions. So, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer on our podcast, please email us at two at gmail.com. That's like our podcast, two T W O, lacqueredladies at gmail.com. And maybe next episode, we'll be answering your questions. Stay lacquered. Okay, we are back. Our Cutes are oiled. Um, I oiled, by the way, I oiled my new beautiful nails. I have a new nail shape because I had had those lipstick tip nails, which were fabulous. We loved them. Iconic. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. Iconic. Amazing. Um, But annoying (laughs) in a number of ways. Not as annoying as I would expect, but mostly it was just like kind of hard with them being out of balance to make art on them and also like in my everyday life it wasn't, it wasn't like the worst, but also I just kind of was last night, I was just like, okay, we're done. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So now I have some ovals that I've never had before and I'm honestly loving them, but that is besides the point because today we are doing our first audience question answer session and there will be info probably in the ad break, or you might just hear me going like, editing Stephanie here. You can send them <laughs> to here. Uh, we want to hear your questions. If you have any questions yes. for us, if you have any prompts, for, you know, just sections or whole episodes, please let us know. Uh, you'll be able to email us uh, or even just send us a message on Discord or on Instagram, wherever Find Danny's and Stephanie's are located. <laughs> you can definitely contact us and we will answer your questions. Anyway, so our first question comes from one of our most avid listeners, who is Betsy Ross. Would you believe it? <laughs> Betsy Ross, one of our listeners. The-
1: Betsy
0: Ross. Huge celebrity. I don't think that that we've had a celebrity like this uh, talk about or be involved with our show before. So thank you so much, Betsy, uh, for watching the show. And Betsy would like to ask for five mistakes we made starting out in nail polish. And we are going to also apply this a bit to content creation because with Danny and I, nail polish and nails and content creation all go together. So yeah, we are going to answer that in a lovely numbered list. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I I will start, though. I will start. Yes. Um, and so the number one thing that I have had mistakes I've made with that I have learned from is I think that I have assumed in starting out in nail polish that there was one right way to do stuff. Um, and I think that like in our especially in our online culture, There's a lot of people who will put out content that state like, did you know that you were supposed to do X, Y, Z this way? And it's like doing it
1: wrong your whole life. Yeah, I was today
0: years old and I found out that and it's like, okay, you were today years old when you realized you could do this thing. But like, just because you can flip down the bottom of your, the back of your McDonald's fry container to put ketchup on it and use it like that, doesn't mean that was integrated into the design. I think that we probably would have heard of that. And so, you know, um, I think that what I have learned a lot of is that like, there's a lot of people I get info from that gives me a different perspective and uh, helps me kind of I like to use the word triangulate. It's not really the right word, but it's the right <laughs> word for me. Triangulate what I want to do. So for example, yeah. Christine from Simply Logical is like, you must cap your nails. You must cap them. You must cap them. You must cap them. And then Kelly Marissa's like, I have really short nails, so I don't cap them and it's fine. I prefer not to cap them. And then also Simply Logical doesn't talk about dehydrating her nail plate that much when she talks mm-hmm. about how she does her nails. Whereas Kelly Marissa does. I am a hardcore nail capper and I am also a hardcore nail plate dehydrator. Right. You know, some people will have ways to do things that you're going to think they're so good at it, you know, and so I'm going to be good at it too if I do it the exact way. But there's so many factors that that you might not even know. Like, for example, like Colette from Colette MSLP or My Simple Little Pleasures is really good at water marbling. I don't know off the top of my head is her house warmer than other Mm. people? What temperature of water does she use? What pH pH of water does she use? What pH is her skin? There's so many variables. That you don't know. So and especially because this is something on your body. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, when you're working with a system, when you're working with a Lego kit, there is one way to do things. Right. But pretty much anything else in life that's not something that was built to directly be used in the certain way it is, which I mean, even Lego kits, you can make into something else.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, whether it's nails or anything else, you're going to realize that. Just because something works for one person, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And that's really what I've learned in nails. Yeah. And that's that was the exact first point that I made is
1: that I would always assume it was my user error, why a product didn't work for me. Uh, When in reality, like you just said, everyone's nails are different. Everyone's bodies are different. And you're going to react to products in different ways. And some things are going to work better for you than others. So for me, it was the Holo Taco top coat it taught me this. I bought several bottles of the super glossy and glossy top coat. And that's the only top coat I used for a long time because I was like, well, this is it's hollow taco. So it's it's automatically the best, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Because that's where I started out my collection and everything. And it took me a long time to kind of realize like, no, this top coat just doesn't work that well for me. It gets... Too thick, too fast, it gets bubbles. And yeah, like you said, maybe my house is too cold. Like what <laughs> whatever it might be. And that's when I finally started branching out, trying different top coats. And eventually I did find the glisten and glow top coat. And now. Now I'm never changing um, yeah, because <laughs> it's so good. But yeah, I that was a mistake I made was just kind of assuming that it was it was my fault and buying more of the things that wasn't work working for me and trying to make them work instead of there's so many brands out there. You can branch out. You can try different products.
0: Yeah, that's the reason there's so many products. And I I think I assumed, probably like you, that, you know, I knew that the super glossy top coat by Hollow Taco was different because it contained toluene. Mm. And I just kind of assumed like, oh, like everyone's making the same toluene based top coat. If it has toluene in it, it's gonna be the same. And, uh, no, it's not. And then actually getting to know Jill from Glisten and Glow, I have learned that she took time to develop her top coat. That, that was her. She made it. She she formulated it and it's a formula that nobody else has. So it is different from the super glossy top coat. In my opinion, it is superior to that top coat for me, but that doesn't mean it's going to be superior for you. You might try Glisten and Glow and be like, oh, but it's not thick enough, but I like it when it does this. But and that's like, that's great. People do things so differently. Um. So number two, we've gone to number two. Um. So Number two for me is something a little more like very specific. Um, When I started stamping, I was again watching a lot of Kelly Marissa. And this actually ties back into what works for some people will not work for you. Mm. Kelly Marissa forever was always saying, and I think still does, uh, that, you know, you don't need a stamping polish to stamp that, you know, you can make regular polishes stamp. And although I think that she is correct, uh that you don't need a stamping polish to stamp boy howdy did i need a stamping polish to stamp <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> at yeah least i would say this for anyone who's interested in nail polish stamping at least get yourself a black and a white yes Like, that's that's all you need to get started. And because, yeah, regular polish can stamp, but it's just it's not going to be as crispy. It's not going to be as opaque.
0: Yeah. Or it might not even pick up at all because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of people say like, well, the the difference is, is that the stamping polish is heavily pigmented and I don't think that's the only difference. No, I absolutely don't. I think it's stickier. I think it dries slower. I think that there's a lot of other factors. And there is a stamping polish that's really good that I bought on Amazon because people had recommended it. Because there's these certain plates that I have that are just awful for picking up. They have the cutest designs on them, but they are just awful for pickup. And I know uh, somebody asked in a Facebook group, like, what can I do to fix it? And someone said, use she modern or she modern. And so I bought some and they're these tiny, tiny bottles. They're pretty cheap, but they're so small. Um, And they say like super sticky on them and they work better. So it's not just pigmentation. Your polish just might not be the right thing because sometimes Mm -hmm. I can pick up stuff and it's like, well, this is clear, but I can see it's on the stamp. But like when I was first stamping, it was just like, no, there's like literally nothing on this stamp. And I was doing all this crazy stuff to my stampers. I was rubbing acetone on them, which, like, I don't recommend people do. But if you're having a really hard time, maybe you want to try. But don't blame <laughs> me if you ruin your stamper. Um, <laughs> but I don't. But I don't accept any responsibility. We're not. We're not a doctor. <laughs> no, we're not a doctor who uh, operates on stamps. No. Um, <laughs> maybe together we could be a doctor, Danny. Maybe, like, I could hold you on my shoulders and we could get a really long lab coat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, I am certified. <laughs> yeah. So for me, um, you know, I ended up buying uh, this big batch of Born Pretty uh, mm-hmm. stamping polishes, which you can get on Amazon. And it was like $40 for 20 of them, which is a bit of an upfront investment. But like I've been using those stamping polishes at, for a year now, for over mm-hmm. a year now, for like two years now. And they've been wonderful the whole time. Like I buy other stamping polishes, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with those. They're great.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, um, I definitely, I, when I started out with stamping, I invested in a couple of stamping polish sets from clear jelly stamper, which came in these adorable tiny bottles, but you got like a whole rainbow. Cause I knew I was like, I want to do stamping art. This is what I want to do. So that was definitely an upfront investment cost. Um, but I still have them and I don't use them as much as like the maniologies and other stamping polishes I have, but it was a great way to get started with those full rainbow sets so that I guarantee had everything i needed (laughs) let's see my um second point actually does kind of tie into that and that was the fomo the fear of missing out the urge to collect all the polish all at once i i want i was like i'm gonna have the full helmers (laughs) six of them across (laughs) my room um which is crazy. That's a, that's a crazy amount of polish to get in a short period of time. Um, so I started signing up for any polish uh, mystery boxes I could find or subscription boxes, which I do still actually have some of them. I still do the color pass and the maniology Manny and Me monthly ones. But yeah, the the point was to try and get as much polish as possible without really looking into the brands that I was buying from, and I wanted a hundred percent collection of the brands that I did know. So I knew I wanted all the hollow tacos, which I am actually still working on. Um, and then, uh, Cirque colors. I bought so many Cirque colors. Oh my goodness. Including, and this goes into my third point. I'm going to just kind of tie these two together because I didn't look into the formulas and understand the formulas. So I bought a lot of thermals and they died before I even really got to use them very much. Like, uh, Silly, silly, thi- silly thing to do. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I want to take a moment. By the way, shout out Nikki's nails because Nikki keeps all of her thermals in a fridge, and she says that in the three years that she's been collecting them, none of them have died. Yeah, so, I'm definitely gonna try that. <laughs> try. I mean, I yeah, I I luckily heard about thermals dying uh, before I ever bought one, so I knew what I was getting into. But dang, that would have been such a bummer. Yeah, um, and it is such a bummer. I'm sad. <laughs> yeah like it is such a bummer that like there's so many so cool polishes and
1: yet and yet and yet because like I pulled out the Cirque Colors Halloween polishes from last year which were three Mm -hmm. super cool thermals and I was like they're only a year old surely they're still no they're dead
0: (laughs) I love Cirque Colors you know I do Mm -hmm. but but (laughs) I bought Rothko Red and it Was almost dead on arrival, but because I was so, like, novice, I didn't really realize that. And then four months later, I tried to put it on. It didn't shift at all. Nope uh and I reached out to them and I was kind of like uh hey I know this is so late and like you don't owe me anything um but thermals are supposed to last like you know six months to three years and it's been four months and I'm pretty sure this is dead on arrival and I was just like could you just like throw me a little coupon code or something because like <laughs> yeah because uh, uh, like I don't think this is right uh and they did they did throw me a little coupon code and they, they were super nice about it even though it was like That's I know good. it's four months from now like that you know but like I but like this this shouldn't have died and so uh, like I love Cirque I don't recommend their thermals
1: even though they're so cute they
0: are very fleeting if you're gonna wear like yeah like unless you're gonna wear it all month long and just like use it all uh yeah I I love you Cirque do not recommend the thermals recommend everything else literally everything else (laughs) OK, so mine is is very different. This is uh, my number three is that I have had a few issues with not letting my layers dry. Mm-hmm. And in general, I'm, you know, a lot of people are like, I even heard Simply no Logical be like, wait 20 minutes between coats. And I'm like, girl, no. <laughs> Ain't nobody
1: got time for that. Ain't nobody <laughs> got time for
0: that. Yeah, like, that's wild. No. Um, and she's like, but if you like, you know, by the time you're done with the whole thing and you've painted all the layers. I'm like, no, it doesn't take me 20 minutes. Yeah. So what are you talking about? But... But yeah, there are some things that you need to, to wait longer. And so the two big issues I've had is, number one, um, if you're having problems with gradients, uh, which is one thing, Hollow Taco, they're linear hollows, So beautiful with gradients. I've never oh, had yeah. this problem with them. But uh, like, you gotta let that base layer dry. Oh, yeah. You oh yeah. God. <laughs> and it took me so long to learn that. I remember one time it was so it was like such a comedy of errors moment. I was at my sister's house and I was doing gradient on her nails and for some reason we decided to do it while she was like in a meeting like on Skype. <laughs> and like so I was like they knew I was there. Uh, But I was like off to the side doing her nails while she was in this meeting and it was just like not working. Um, (laughs) And it was just like, yeah, what's happening? Uh, But yeah, it's because I didn't let them dry long enough. So that's a big thing. You know, I've a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of extremely skilled nail artists that I know uh, don't do gradients because they're like, I just can never get them to work for me. So if you think you dried long enough, wait another five minutes. Wait another five minutes. Minimum. Minimum. Just, like, get them dry. And the same goes for if you were using a smudge-free top coat or even, like, really any top coat. But specifically for me, it's smudge-free and matte that are, like, the biggest culprits of this. Especially if you use them together. Oh, my goodness. Like, matte top coat's cool, but it shows every single mistake. Yep. (laughs) Every single one. Whereas, like, top coat is like instantaneous perfection. Like you're like, oh, this looks awful. They put top coat on it and it's like, oh, never mind. Not so awful. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Um, math's the opposite. You're like, this is so good. And you're like, wow, what the heck happened to it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so like I would not wait for my base colors to dry. And then I would pop on, you know, the smudge free as soon as I thought it wouldn't smudge. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I could, I would put like my regular top coat over that. And then like god forbid I put my matte top coat on <laughs> And then it's like, why do I have so many bubbles? Yep. And I've reached out and asked people like why this is. Some people say it's like has to do with the fullness of your smudge free top coat bottle or the newness of your smudge free top coat bottle. Recently, I asked PBL Nails. Big shout out to PBL Nails. She is such a talented nail artist. Mm. Uh, and I want to make art more like her like so bad. And yeah, you're so good. Uh, But (laughs) I was watching her do her nails Mm -hmm. and she did a smudge free and she did a mat and not a bubble to be found. And so finally, I was just like, okay, how you do it? How you do that? Um, How you do that? And she was like, Yeah, well, I just wait a long time for it. And, you know, sometimes when the top coat gets old, like it'll get bubbles in it. And I'm like, Okay, okay. Um, Which actually, I'm going to say like a little thing that I've noticed too. I used to buy like only bottles of top coat and big refills. Mm. And I know that Kelly Marissa usually buys like two bottles and then like tips one to the other. When they're dead. And I was like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just buy a big refill? And I'll tell you why. And I've learned this because over time, if you're like me and not the most perfect person in the world, uh, at least for me, I will get a little bit of polish in The top coat. I'll get a little bit of color and cloud it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it's really good for me to have, like, you know, a few bottles of top coat around so that once I've, like, really clouded one and all that top coat is just spent. I mean, I have cleaned them out with Astone before. That also works, but, like, it's nicer to just be able to move on to your new bottle. And then I also use refills, but, like, you know, now I'm like, Okay, like I'll buy another bottle as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, I do that method. Once I get about halfway through one bottle of Top Coat, I'll go ahead and purchase the next one. Mm-hmm. Start using the new one and kind of top it off for as long as I can with the old bottle. I, I almost never use, it's kind of like a beer, you know? You never really get to the bottom layer. Um <laughs> But you use as much as you can Uh, and thinner, nail polish thinner. I highly, highly recommend it. Be careful. There's different kinds. Some destroy glitter. Some don't. I use the kind that does destroy glitter in my top coats and stuff since I that's what I bought first before I learned that. Yeah. Now I have the KB Shimmer Thinner, which is safe for glitter. So I can use that on my old glitter polishes and thin them out. But yeah, it's just it's just a learning curve, which that's that's my uh, fourth point is the common mistakes. The things you just learn as you go by consuming uh, nail content and learning from other nail artists about their little tips and tricks. So (laughs) scrolling back in my Instagram, because I was looking, I was like, what, what mistakes did I really make? And then shared with the world. Uh, (laughs) Cuticles. Ooh, ooh, cuticle cleanup. Gotta do it. You got (laughs) you gotta do it right. I... And I'm still pretty bad about this. When I'm cleaning the top of my cuticle, sometimes my brush goes down too far and it looks like I've been wearing nails for like two weeks and they've mm-hmm. grown out when I just over cleaned my cuticles, basically. Uh, and in the beginning, it was under cleaning them. And I had, you know, I was like, oh, that'll wash off when I wash my hands. And that's true. But if you're going to post them online... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> make them look a little nicer. Um, speaking of posting things online, boy, howdy, was that a learning curve of how to pose my hand and take a picture with my other hand and make sure my lighting is right. The bathroom was not good enough, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And um, I have to wait for sunny days to get really nice shots now. I'm going to build a light box at some point and see how that goes. But yeah, it's that was a learning curve of learning how to post nails online and share them with others in a aesthetically pleasing way
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i also that was a big thing for me trying to figure that out and i feel like i'm I'm decent at it now but like i for a while i was like oh i'm gonna make like a video about how to do this because i know how to do it now and then like the more i got into it the more i'm like no you don't no you <laughs> There's don't so much more <laughs> There's so, you could like and still like i'm like no i could be better nope i could be better i could yep. be better I, I every i mean that's good like every single day i'm like this could be better yeah this could be better no 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 not that not that you know i i know that at least my my stream guru lj from stream scheme uh he says a lot of times he makes videos to help him learn uh what to do so that like you know that's why he kind of makes the same video over and over again like every few months is because he'll learn more and he wants to share the update with you
1: yes in education there's a big push to have kids teach other kids because mm. nothing makes you learn content like having to teach it
0: that's great Um.
1: so yeah that that is supported by research
0: excellent that's <laughs> so good to hear so my fourth mistake that I made is an incredibly specific one and this is more about content yes yeah, very important content creation and specifically nail streaming which is of course insanely niche there's like I would say less than a hundred humans on earth who do it Yes, um, <laughs> uh, so incredibly niche but is when I first started streaming, I had my streaming setup on the opposite side of the room from where I stored my nail polish. And it was like literally the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I know Danny knows, like remembers from those days Um, where I'd have to like get up. And then also like I had my tripod on the floor and like I would kick the tripod when I walked like, you know, it, like speaking of learning curves, and I'm sure Danny experienced this too. Just like the streaming setup learning curve. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because like every resource one can find really to help you stream is all set up for gaming streaming. Yes. And like, if you're lucky, maybe it's just chatting streaming. Um, But so few people make content even about just IRL streaming mm-hmm. or things like hot tub streaming, for for instance. <laughs> like almost everything is about gaming streaming, which is so funny because I feel like gaming streaming is... And like, I feel like this is backed up by what I've heard from, you know, LJ from Stream Scheme. Mm
1: -hmm. Gaming
0: streaming is kind of on its way out. I don't think that it's on the way out with the door closing behind it and no one's ever going to do it. Like, I do think that it's like still a natural thing to want to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like, you know, six years ago, seven years ago, you know, Let's Plays were the hottest thing on YouTube and they're just not anymore. And I think that streaming is going the same way and I I could be wrong. Feel free to come at me and just be just be nice. I'm a sensitive baby, but (laughs) feel free to come at me. But I think that IRL streaming, you know, streaming more activities that people are doing that aren't in the game or just chatting or just chatting, streaming, things like that. Just
1: chatting, I think is is growing and growing in popularity because that's that's why people were showing up to the game streams Mm -hmm. after after the initial you know at once you've seen a playthrough of let's say stray which was really popular not too long ago you've seen the game you're there for the personality yeah streamer and so why not just focus more on that it makes sense
0: Exactly, exactly. But there's so few guides out there. I didn't know how to have a top down view. And then almost yeah. everybody I knew who was doing it was either like a very professional setup, like Kelly Marissa, who doesn't show her face at the same time as her hands, or people were using their phones. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to use my phone for a variety of reasons. So like there really wasn't any information and there still is very little. So I guess, you know, Danny and I, were going to have to make the info, I guess yeah. At some point, we should we should explain our
1: stream setup because um, yeah, you're right. It's it was very like either you and that that was that was hard at first with streaming was feeling like I needed to buy like all these professional cameras and lighting and uh-huh. stuff. And it was like, oh my god, how much is this going to cost me? It you don't have to do that, but you also don't have to settle for you know iPhone quality. Which let's be real, iPhones are really good, you know, cameras. Yeah. And stuff. But for streaming, like, yeah, you kind of want a more dedicated camera.
0: Yeah. Tiny tangent, you know, not that anyone asked this, but like, you know, Danny and I were talking on Friday night and I turned on my thing and I have a very, very fancy camera that I I just so happen to own because my husband uh, has dabbled in photography. But like, it's one of the best cameras you can buy. And my image was really grainy because my lights weren't all on. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So like, before you go before you go blowing your, you know, money on a fancy, fancy camera, blow your money on some real bright lights. Yes. Uh, So we will definitely
1: do an episode, I think, about our stream setups and how we figured it out and stuff. But yeah, I can tell you right now, just looking at my desk, and I'm not including the black lights because those are specialty. I have three main lights plus Mm -hmm. a couple like extra background lights. um, Yes. That are required for you to see anything. That's (laughs) about the same for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that that was my number four, though, uh, which I we totally went off. um, But my number four was putting my nail polish on the other side of the room.
1: Yeah. You want to make it convenient for your content creation, because no matter how well you plan out a Manny, you're always going to forget one or two polishes like every time. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) plus like because I have such a big polish collection, um, especially now, a lot of times people will be like, oh, do you have this polish? And I'll want to bring it out and be like, yeah, "Yeah, I do. Do you want to see it? Should I swatch it for you? Should I do you want to talk about it? And it really just slowed down and messed up the content because I'd Mm -hmm. be like, oh, and I would like literally like it would add time to my stream that was not good time to be adding where I would waffle. Should I get up and go get it? Mm-hmm. i don't have to walk through all these cords and i you know it was just oh uh, it was a mess so i'm so glad i fixed that that yes. was a big mistake that i fixed
1: uh and last little tangent here doing anything with wet nails is is risky and terrifying the um, worst thing literally the worst. <laughs> opening thing. drawers with wet nails oh no not even once <laughs> except so for all do it
0: every single day of my life exactly my life. i know except we do
1: it constantly and in fact on one stream Um, I accidentally pulled my drawer out too far because it's just a cheap little wooden drawer set that I keep my circs in and the whole drawer came out and spilled everywhere and I just had to turn around on my stream and be like I'll deal with that later
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was Uh, a pretty funny thing about not having the stuff in front of me because people could just hear me be like god darn it yeah everything falling (laughs) (laughs) yes glitch or feature you decide
1: (laughs) Okay. So I think speaking of content and creation and stuff, let me get into my fifth point here, which is not maximizing my content. I think Simply Nailogical is a great example of this. When she streams, she one has the live stream. There's some, there's boom, one piece of content. Then she has the VOD, the video on demand that can be posted later for people to watch two pieces of content. Then she can cut her stream down into highlights and have a highlights video. There's three pieces of content. Those highlights can then be used for Instagram and TikToks. Like, it's amazing the amount of content I could be getting out of every single stream if I just invested the time. So this is Preach. this is a mistake that I need to work on going forward. And really, it's kind of a, a time limiting factor. I just don't have time to edit my, my VODs very much. Um, but someday I will. And I need to definitely take full advantage of that. Everything is content, people. If you want to be a content creator, you don't have to write a script right away you can take little moments and make it into
0: content do it um okay and so I am at number five which I think is actually a pretty good one to end on and mm-hmm. definitely ties into everything is like and I and I, I think this is the number one thing that I I really had to experience this to learn but uh the thing is is that I in the past have censored myself way too much and both censoring myself and editing myself like for instance like I used to edit this podcast with such a fine tooth comb Mm -hmm. and that that did make great results like people thought that the editing was great and that it was really good and I agree I did do a really good job but it took up so much of my life to do that that it made me not enjoy what we were doing. And I haven't even told Danny this until like right now. But like there was a time not too long ago where I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore.
1: Yeah. And that's that's not the point of this. We're, we're having fun talking about nail polish. And yeah, if it if it stops being fun, then it's time to reevaluate like how you're approaching something. So I'm so glad that you you calm down on the editing <laughs> I don't think it's necessary either. Like, Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and that's the thing is that there's always going to be hard work. It's, you know, this yeah. editing content creation is always going to be hard. And if you want to get into content creation, even just Twitch streaming, and you don't want to edit that I have really bad news for you, this is not the job for you. Like, obviously, there's so many people don't want to edit and so many people who are content creators who are great content creators don't want to edit and a lot of people who become really good content creators do pay for editors and Mm -hmm. of course that's what I want eventually eventually yeah (laughs) eventually but you're not gonna unless you are independently wealthy which some people are you're just not going to be there you're just not going to be able to have that and uh, again to talk about LJ uh, from Stream Scheme he says you know people say to him he'll say you know you need this you need that What, what do I need to succeed you need these things and they say oh I can't I can't do those things. I can't have a regular schedule. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't Mm -hmm. do that. And like, okay, like there's some things that you can let slide, but then focus on other things and still excel. But if your entire world is just saying, I can't do these things. And if that is your reality, then the the sad truth is that it's not going to work for you. Right. And nothing says you can't be a casual streamer
1: and just stream when you can. We're talking about people who actually want to make a brand and want to promote themselves through social media. And and these are, yeah, there's going to be some requirements just like any, literally any other job. There's going to be some baseline requirements that you do have to stick to. But we don't want to discourage anyone from trying. No. Go for it. Um, But do be aware that it's not just turning on the camera and everything magically going well. It's (laughs) In fact, most of the time it's the opposite. I can't tell you how many streams I have started. Even still, I'm not sure what the issue is, where I'm muted. My microphone's not on and I'm just talking until someone finally tells me in the chat, hey, by the way. (laughs) I don't know what you're saying. So, yeah, it's never going to be perfect. And that's OK. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And like you said, you know, I think there is such like and this is going to sound like so uh, like flowery and stupid. But like there is such like a beauty to somebody who just gets on Twitch or gets on YouTube or whatever and is uh, just doing what they want, who literally does not have the motive of being a professional streamer, of being a professional YouTuber, who is just doing what they want, who is just getting on to to hang out with their friends. Mm -hmm. And I think those can be some of the best videos. Those can be some of the best streams. And I think that sometimes luck happens to those people too.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, there are excuses and there are reasons. And you know, like, uh, I was really sick and I'm getting better. But like, there was a chance I was going to have to take a break. And even You know, it wasn't going to be my fault. No. (laughs) But like, it was going to be a sad reality. Yeah. (laughs) And if I'm not making content, you know, I can't expect, you know, people to come like, what, seek me out in my house. Yeah. um, (laughs) Make my like year old video go viral. Like, it's just not going to happen. So, So yeah, um, over-editing, it's better to get the content out there as long as it's not like bad, as long as, you know, as long as you're not offending someone, as long as yeah. you're not wasting someone's time. <laughs> um, it, it's good to get the content out, even if it's not perfect. My husband always says, don't let perfect be the enemy of good enough. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, also just like to me, censoring myself, like uh I am a very, uh, kids plug plug your ears, I'm a very (laughs) sexual person um, and I, I like to make the dirty joke and I like to do the flirting and I like to talk really unabashedly about myself and my experiences and and all of that stuff. And it's a it's an adult experience. It's a nice, yes. you know, I think I'm wholesome. I think I'm healthy. I think I'm fun and friendly. Um, and um, I think it speaks volumes that we have people who come to my stream that are of all different persuasions mm-hmm. and of all different comfort levels. But like in the beginning, I was like first I was worried that like I wasn't allowed to say stuff on Twitch. And then I just found out that it just doesn't matter. Like I <laughs> yeah. I literally thought it might be against the rules. It just doesn't matter. I'm set to mature. So I'm allowed to say pretty much whatever I want. Right. And that's that's the
1: nice, you know, time and place. And that's a skill that... I especially I'm going to say like young content creators, you do need to learn time and place. So Stephanie on her channel, it's labeled as mature and that's what we can go in expecting and and understanding. Mine is labeled family friendly. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't curse on my stream and I don't really allow certain topics uh, in my chat and things like that because I want to keep it open to literally all ages. You know what I yeah. mean? And that's just a choice that I made as a content creator. I don't think everyone should make that choice. That'd be so boring. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you know, and then you are so kind and understanding in not cursing when we are making content together (laughs) so that both of our audiences can get something out of it,
0: which is it's just awesome. Thank you, Stephanie. I love you. (laughs) Thank you. I love you. And yeah. And, and the fact that you have accepted me as your, you know, content creation partner, as your podcasting partner, streaming partner, even though I, you know, am this way, I don't need to go into your chat and let my freak flag fly. <laughs> um, luckily, I have many freak flags and a lot of them are appropriate in your chat. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> and it's not like you're not being you. And that's, again, I I really am picturing the younger content creators. Yeah. Like, my, you know, my students and, and young, young adults who being authentic to yourself doesn't mean that you have to make it inappropriate for certain spaces. Time and yeah. place. Um, and just because you kind of filter out some parts of your personality in certain spaces doesn't mean you're not being authentic in other ways. So it's a balance as, as with all things, it's definitely a balance. And I'm so glad that you don't censor yourself because your chats are so much fun. <laughs>
0: Thank you. That's something that I hear people say a lot where they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, when I'm at work, I have this face on, and when I'm at home I'm in front of this person." I do think that there's like a truth to that. Yeah. But for me, still
1: your face.
0: <laughs> exactly. For me, I'm like, "Well, no, like I I am still me. Pretty much anybody who's experiencing me is experiencing the same me. Maybe they don't see me the exact same way my husband sees me because he sees me at more vulnerable times Mm -hmm. or, you know, same with my mom or whoever. But like, you don't have to, you don't have to just like go to work and just be like, no, we are no fun here. Yeah. One can learn to be appropriate. Like, I am... Like absolutely, you know, mature content on my stream. I worked for Disney for ten years. Those people who I worked with are not surprised that I do that. Like my biggest fans at Disney, I I said one curse word at Disney one time ever, for a good reason. <laughs> Um, there was a situation. <laughs> there was a situation, and a curse word came out. But my fans at Disney, there's a group of them who were fans of me. They were like huge Rocky Horror Picture Show fans. Yeah, and we found out that about each other. So your people are going to recognize you, mm-hmm. whether or not you are in the thralls of doing <laughs> the thing. You know, they're gonna rec- You're gonna be able to see each other if you just kind of recognize like well i'm not going to use these words at these times i'm not going to make these jokes at these times or wear these outfits at these times but i can still be me yeah um and
1: the last last thing i want to say about this is people can see fakes they can uh-huh. they can they can spot a fake from a mile away so it's good to be inspired by but don't try to mimic personalities of your favorite creators. The tactics, the tips that your favorite creators give out, that's perfectly fine. That's how we learn. That's me and Stephanie here learn from Kelly a lot of different yes. things about nail art. But I don't make nail art that looks like Kelly's. You definitely don't make nail art that looks like Kelly's. <laughs> so, yeah, you can you can adapt from others around you, but try to. Not to be fake. Be yourself. Because people can see that. If you are not a high energy... Hey, guys. Welcome back to the stream. Like, if that's not
0: you, then don't be that. Be a chill stream. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. And people think... I think that people don't understand how incredibly endearing it can be to do what you want yeah. and talk about what you want. So like I've been becoming friends with Nikki's Nails. Shout out uh, Nikki's Nikki. Nails. <laughs> who is just the world's most precious bean. Careful SpongeBob. Careful Spongebob. Careful, SpongeBob. <laughs> oh my gosh. Every time she says that, I just crack up and then I write it in the chat. I was like, careful, <laughs> um and, like, she just talks about, like, she'll talk about the Vampire Diaries and Twilight. Mm-hmm. And she has such, like, I mean, those aren't so niche, but, like, she does have niche interests. She mm-hmm. has, like, these just such niche, like, powerful, like, you know, hyper fixation interests. Yes. And, like, even though, like, I have gotten into those things because it's so fun to hear her talk about yes. them. And they make <laughs> them fun. And, like, that's the thing is that if you're streaming, it's your show. Yeah. If people don't want to hear you talk about Twilight for four hours, <laughs> they can watch someone else. There's lots of streamers out. There's so yeah. That just reminds me of just like a time this person like made this horrible. They were just like, time to troll, and I banned them because I was like, I don't know you. Yeah. Um and they were like, Wow, can't you take a joke? And I was just like, no, there are millions of other streamers. I'm sure you can find somebody that you like. Yeah, I'm sure someone will take your joke. Yeah, like go find somebody <laughs> else. Um And so that goes for everyone. You know, if people don't want to watch you and like, you know, maybe your friends aren't going to want to watch you forever. That's cool. That's fine. Very few of my IRL friends, they know that I stream very few of them watch my stream regularly Mm -hmm. because like it's just not it's just not their thing it's just not what they want to watch they're just not that interested and if you were relying on your friends to be the ones to be interested honey you got a big storm coming like that's (laughs) like you're just gonna be so disappointed because like it's not because they don't love you it's because like you're entertainment and they have their own just like you want to watch twilight all day they want to watch twilight all day
1: yeah exactly also last point i think and you know maybe we should do a separate episode on like the community of streaming and stuff that'd be great just because you don't make someone's every single stream doesn't mean they hate you. They don't hate you. They understand. And you just you just come in, pick up where you left off. And I think we'll put that in a different episode. What do you think?
0: <laughs> I think that's a great idea because, yeah. yeah, the culture of streaming is such a beautiful and complex and interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think it's just such an interesting thing to talk about. I love talking about it. Yes. Um. But boy, uh, I think that was a jam packed episode. And. Um thank goodness we took a week off, Danny. Yes. Thank goodness. We had such a good break and came back just feeling fresh and ready to go except for Danny who is constantly buried in schoolwork. I'm almost I'm almost done you guys. I'm almost done. <laughs> You're almost done. You're getting there. We're going to get her there. Yes.
1: Um,
0: and we just have some really exciting things coming up for everybody. I, I can't wait for you to hear uh, some guests who are coming up and some just amazing stories that are going to be happening. So like, please stay tuned. Everything's just going to be so great. We're going to have so much fun. And I love you all. It's going to be good. Thank you for listening. Thank <laughs> you so much, Betsy Ross. Uh, You have been such an amazing supporter. And yeah, you're just amazing. Thank you for the wonderful question. It was a great question. And um, uh, tell people how to send us more questions. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. I will tell people how to send us more questions. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, whatever. Okay. The point is, we are getting to our stupid outro, and um, I want to say you can message Danny or I on Instagram. She is Danny. Shout. I am Fanatic here. We are on Twitch as well. We're on Discords. You can join Fanatic here's Funhouse. It's in our link tree below. And uh, send us your questions any which way you can. There will be an email. Uh, I'll probably just edit myself in. It's going to be super awkward and funny um, just saying the name of the email address. But it'll be in the description. And uh, <laughs> if you want to, like, get on the, like, the list of questions we're going to answer, definitely send to the email. But you can send them anyway. If you send them any other way, though, there's a chance to get lost in the shuffle. So your your choice Take your risks if you want to. <laughs> uh, you can say them to our faces. You can say them in our chats. But if you really want something answered, send it to the email, which is ladies at gmail.com. That's like our podcast, two T W O, ladies at gmail.com. That. Um, anyway, the point is. Um, I'm going to read this. I am Fanatic here. She is Danny. Shout. All of our links are in the description. Join us next time where we interview Santa Claus about his claws and get his tips on lifting his sack with three inch stiletto nails. Stay lacquered.